Wait, wait. Uh, let me try a couple other things. I know this is annoying, but okay. Test, I like this. Test. It's test, good content. Test. This is test, the episode. Test. 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 Did that get any louder? You sound happier. <laughs> you sound like you have a <laughs> smile on your face. You really can't hear it's it, you know, in someone's where, voice. It's because of where the mic is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, try this one. Test. That's worse. Test. That's worse. Test, that's worse. Test, I hate that. Test. This test, bad. Yes. Test, that's better. Yeah, that's better. Test, yeah. Yes. You're, get, yes. you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. How, is it like super loud? Oh, no. Oh, now really you're a robot. <laughs> way too hot. Okay. Do you so not know I, where the microphone is? Are, the are you looking for the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to echolocate your own microphone? Like couch cushions? <laughs> All right. No, it's, it's... I'm not as stupid as it sounds. Hello and welcome to Think Outside the Box Said. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an <laughs> He's artist. Just about to get our title. <laughs> well, we were just we were just recorded uh, what's in the box weekly, which is a weekly mini podcast uh, for supporters. So check out support.boxset.website if you want way access too, to that. Way too early to plug that. Well, way you, too early. I was going to keep rolling, but you forced me to address it. Okay, so this is on you, right. really. Uh, so well, I'm yes, not editing this out. Uh, all right. Well, I, I I just like I wanted to feel like I we're not just going to dunk on our special guests the entire time. Uh, so I'm just getting it out early at you, so oh. that it doesn't feel like we're just absolutely uh, tearing apart our very good friend Dustin. Oh, is that a roundabout way of introducing him? Yeah, you're tearing me apart, <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> That's the voice of oft mentioned and never heard, uh, long lost um, twin that we ate while in the womb, or triplet that we ate in the womb, rather. Uh, Dustin. Hello. Dustin. Dustin. Dustin, you know that's how we refer to you when, we, when you come up on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the pronunciation is difficult for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, originally, if, if, uh, if people want to get into the lore of the show and the extensive world building and everything, uh, originally it was going to be a three person show, uh, talking about music, but Dustin decided he was too bored and didn't want to. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was supposed to be the centerpiece of this show. Yeah. yeah you're supposed to be the star, baby, the star. It's going to be, uh. Me and Nathan sitting down at dinner every night, and you were on the Lazy Susan just spinning between us. <laughs> we were going to make a meal out of you. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah. Uh, this is Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. And uh, what do we do on the show? Do you say that yet? Well, I, I was about to before I was so rudely interrupted. This is a podcast about artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. We and just finished talking about Eminem. For the foreseeable future, until he drops another album, which he probably uh, will, with no warning. And in in between our seasons, we like to do a palate cleanser episode. But this technically is an extension of a previous season. I do not remember the number. It will be on the episode title. Yes, but I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was doing some digging, trying to figure out what we would do for this palate cleanser episode, and I discovered uh, in Spotify. Uh, under the singles portion, not the albums portion, but the singles portion of My Chemical Romance's uh, discography, there were five albums that had two songs each and 
essentially made a complete album, a 10 song album uh, that yeah. they, I guess, later called, uh, posthumously called, uh, mm. uh, Conventional <laughs> Weapons. Why do you say posthumously? The band has gotten back together. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've posthumously gotten back together. They're all dead and they have reformed. <laughs> And there are a bunch yeah. of zombies uh, coming to terrorize a, a city near you. Except they won't yeah. be because of the Rona. Yes. Well, you might think that based on the, the lyrics in the album, actually. Mm. Do they talk about coronavirus so, a lot, you mean? <laughs> they saw this coming. <laughs> so the reason Dustin's on this episode is because he found out, like, I don't know, a year after we covered My Chemical Romance that he, we covered My Chemical Romance. Yeah, not a faithful listener. Said, don't follow his example. Said, I, <laughs> and said, <laughs> I'm a big fan, uh, or I was. Uh, you're My Chemical Romance, Stan, aren't you? Explain yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm, defend yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yes, they were very important to me early on in college, for sure. And I think two things happened that led me to appreciate them, even to this day, to some extent. Um, and one of them is just sort of, it hit me in the coming of age period where I really was realizing that like dark stuff exists. I guess from that, oh. you could deduce that I had a very safe, nice childhood because mm-hmm. uh, I, it took listening to My Chemical Romance to realize that the world was an ugly place. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very indicative of that. <laughs> well, they talked about it a lot. And I was like, what are they talking about? It seems fine to me. Uh, so My Chemical Romance, yeah. So I, I was realizing that being sad could be kind of cool. Oh. And that was new for me. Mm-hmm. It seemed were, very... Were you already sad? And then you were like... But just trying to like bury it because it, you thought that it wasn't cool, and then you listen to their music and you're like, "Oh, I think that I had an untapped resource of sadness welling up in me that didn't really have a name and didn't have a reason, maybe some kind of existential well that I didn't really know what what to do with and didn't mm. even notice was there. A strategic what, reserve of sadness. Yeah, you never know when you need a little more sadness. So. <laughs> I had a reservoir ready to go. <laughs> but listening to them, uh, it was something I talked about a lot and just how dismal things are. And it's kind of cool to be like, like a little dark. And there's a lot of talk about guns and like it's a video with a ballerina and all this stuff. And oh, that's super that dark. Era. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything more dark and depressing and sad than a ballerina. I had never seen anything that sad before. It's a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> quite an impact on me <laughs> um, those pink tutus what, oh. oh my goodness so dark yeah well there's to the extent that i remember very distinctly one day the height of my love of this was during um three cheers i think it would have been this album mm-hmm. uh my freshman year this was also a little bit of a um, date myself with technology i had just gotten a laptop for the first time i did not have any other kind of disc drive or anything i could listen to music with so i remember one day i was feeling very angsty Mm. and i loaded up i found out a way on my laptop to like be able to close the screen but also for music to keep playing on it oh (laughs) and so i closed the screen had my headphones plugged into it put the whole big computer in my backpack and just charged around town in the middle of the night just like just like angsting out to that album so hard (laughs) <laughs> with a big heavy computer in my backpack. <laughs> oh god, 90s kids will remember. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. 
So that was kind of my, my introduction to it. And then I did like um, the Black Parade quite a bit, but it was sort of tailing off. My interest in them was kind of waning a bit by then. But I did appreciate that album. And then after that, I kind of stopped following them quite a bit um, until listening to your podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Every week. Every Faithfully. Single. <laughs> Never skipping a week. You still have Faith Hill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to so much Faith Hill. Uh, and uh, I remember you saying that you listened to our episodes about MCR and you were just, you were so, you were just like so regretful and you're like, oh, I wish I could have been there and set them straight and really put them in their place, right? Mm, one of the biggest regrets of my life. And that's not what I intend to do today, though. Mm. You're, you don't yeah, want to put I, us so in I was gonna, place. <laughs> I was I was gonna say to follow up on like obviously you were having like a very um, a very subjective experience <laughs> with Thank the music, you. but is is it possible for you to take an objective view of the music and and say do you think that it is good music and good songwriting and good lyric writing? Mm. Well. Yeah, I mean, I think that the thing that made the lyrics, what what made me able to connect with them is kind of the, you know, you, you guys really explained very well how disjointed a lot of lyrics were and they felt like they were emotionally fueled rather than kind of narratively. They use kind of clumsy narratives here and there, but it's kind of just repeated images of, of like kind of weird dark things like cemeteries and lights and right. all these mm. things. Um, and I think that it was just, uh, I would, was able to just access it in some almost like Jungian symbolic way. Uh, and it didn't bother me that it wasn't maybe coherent or, or something like that. And just kind of what was meaningful about it to me was just whatever kind of collaboration between the music and the feeling I got from that combined with some of these just bizarrely dark and unrelated kind of lyrics piled on top of each other, just kind of hit home in the weirdest way for me. Yeah. Um, boy, I identified with, so, you know, I, I don't think I could, necessarily uh you know defend this as great music anymore but there are some some things especially some of those old ones that i still listen to and partially nostalgia but partially um i can just appreciate some of the music stuff like there are a few a few of their songs especially in the uh, three cheers um that kind of there's nothing i've heard quite like it since actually and some stuff that i was like this is great i could still look back at it and it seems to me that it's still pretty great like like the song uh, Helena is one that the first time I heard it, it just knocked me over. And I still think it's pretty cool. Just like the, the melody and the way the guitars work. Um, I do still maintain that there, there's something great happened there that, that um, hasn't necessarily been completely done to death since that album's dropped. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that. Uh, we can get into, you know, how that relates to the, this newest collection of albums or album, or whatever. Hmm. I think the thing that uh, irritated me the most was it's, it's not just the vague sort of, you know, imagistic lyrics. Cause I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with that kind of songwriting. Yeah. I mean, I actually think it could be really great. Um, but it, it's the combination of the vagueness in the lyrics with the ultra specificity in the lore mm. without there seeming to be any way for me to like actually get like, where is all this coming from? And all of the people uh, on the genius lyrics are sort of asserting that like that these albums mm. are like films 
with these storylines where like there's characters and they're in love yeah. and they're dying and then uh, where is all this coming from and I, just this uh feeling that it was like completely unearned <laughs> yeah well, well there's quite a bit of fan fiction i think related to this stuff and you guys do uncovered you, you a lot it, of it do you think it is just fan fiction i think that's fan fiction i mean i do think that they i'm sure that uh you know gerard way and, and those guys like they probably appreciate it and i i believe you pulled out a few cues here and there little quotes where they sort of subtly supported some of that or gave enough ammo for people to continue kind of developing the lore but this is that this is a weird cobbled together album that is referred to as conventional weapons on the genius among other places i think it actually has a wikipedia article devoted to it actually so it was never released as an album but as like what four eps of two songs each and five. uh five Okay. And it it uh it was all released before their final album which was called Zappity Doodah and the Bliggity Bloofs or whatever. It was <laughs> some dumb thing about a group of post <laughs> just some dumb whole sentence. <laughs> some dumb whole sentence about a bunch a group of dumbos after an apocalypse or something. Who who gives a shit? Um <clears throat> I have to say, I think the title of the first song is pretty, pretty uh, entertaining Ooh. and compelling. It's called Wonderful. It's called Boy Division. I love that. If all my enemies threw a party, would you light the candles? Would you drink the wine while watching television? Why is there candles, wine, and TV at this party? (laughs) (laughs) This is my question. Because it's classy, Cameron. That's what classy, fancy people do. Yeah. They watch Tiger King with candles. Oh, my God. Have you guys watched that? I've heard so many good things about it. I kind of want to watch it. that's That's all that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I started watching a, a South Korean zombie uh, series instead called Kingdom. That is pretty fun. Mm, that sounds great. Uh, everything yeah. South Korean is very nice and zombies too. I don't know about yes. everything, but many. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least compared to North Korean stuff, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if that's all you're comparing it to. I it guess. is. Hmm. There's a lot of Kims in um, both places, so, you know. Uh, I think that we can all agree on. Um, so, this is this a song about being... Is this a song about the industry? What industry? What There's a lot of industries, Cameron. You'll have to be more specific. The, the Industrial the, Revolution? The music biz. <laughs> um, is, that, is that what this is about? There's a lot of songs on this, uh, comp- this compilation of albums, of, of uh, two-song albums that are that are just about being famous and being in the industry. Cameron, I think Gerard Way said it best when he said, we got the bomb, we got the bomb, let's go. We got the bomb, we got the bomb, let's go. <laughs> he does say that. We got the bomb, we got the bomb, let's go. He does say that more than once. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Dustin, since you're the biggest Mike and Corrent fan, will you tell us what the song's about? <laughs> hmm. Well, I did something for every song in this album, which is to uh, to propose an alternative title. Okay, great. 
of the song name. And this one is uh, Wanting to Be the Joker, is what I called it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the set California burn. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it does kind of feel that way to me. There's a lot of chaos and boy candles television come on man <laughs> i i now, think candles television that... is pretty popular on like christmas uh season um you know the fire also fireplace sure the yule log channel mm-hmm. it it seems to me and correct me if i'm wrong dustin it seems to me that gerard way uh at least his character in the song has a pretty flippant attitude about death mm. shocking he doesn't seem to take it all that seriously. Yeah, he seems like kind of a bad boy, and like he's kind of aloof. Oh, that sounds sexy. Death. Even though, if you think about it, death is the most terrifying thing. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen to this, though, Cameron. Here's a lyric from the song. I'm not laughing. You're not joking. Oh, maybe he doesn't want to be the jokester. Just when we had thought we had pinned down the meaning of the song. <laughs> Back to square one. Yeah. What's what? Why is he talking about California too? He says, uh, "Way out nowhere, take me out there, far away, and save me from my self destruction. Hopeless for you. Save a, say a prayer for California." Um, by the way, "Save me from myself" is maybe the worst lyric I've ever heard, and it's in half of all songs. Yeah, I, I actually took a sample of that. If you want to play that, I don't want the, to, the but I will. Says- Save me from myself is the worst songwriting trope. Okay. Save. Well, uh, he puts a little twist on it. He says, "Save me from myself." Uh, destruction, though. Yeah, but that doesn't change the meaning. <laughs> no. It's, Save me from you would have been a lot better. Uh, uh huh. Save me from uh, my shelf, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're in a collapsing house, and he's worried about his shelf falling on him. That would be better. Uh, that would be more interesting. Maybe he's saying, "Save me from my self destruction." Like Sly and the Family uh, Stone, like a mice elf, like an elf of mouses. <laughs> Is that uh, what you're talking about? A small mouse. Um. So this reminds me about this one time I was mansplaining and, and berating my roommate's girlfriend for liking Colby Calais uh, in college because it had the lyric um, that, that one, the bubbly song. It, you know, you know, this song starts in my toes and goes up. Oh, my nose. yeah. yeah. Uh, That's a Jack Johnson song. It's basically that, but it's yeah. Uh, but it's Colby bubbly Calais. pancakes. <laughs> making bubbly pancakes <laughs> uh so i was like being a real a real dingus uh and you know like oh i'm going into debt for music and this is offensive to me essentially uh but i i told her one of the reasons that this song was bad was that she rhymes you make me smile won't you stay for a while is that that bad in in light of everything we've covered on this show cameron <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've really uh, plunged, plumbed the depths by this point and have gotten a lot of perspective. Uh, but then I was listening to Elliot Smith, 
um, maybe for similar reasons that uh, Dustin listened to MCR and that I was like experimenting with negativity. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and I was just, you know, thinking how great Elliot Smith is. And then I forget what song it is, but he absolutely uses that exact same couplet, maybe reversed, but he says, you make me smile. Once you stay for a while in one of his songs, I forget which one it is. Ooh, and that, I think I might be needle in the hay. It might be needle really in the hay. <laughs> shit. And I, if I remember right, I think, I think I went next time I saw her, I said, Hey, I have to apologize. This songwriter who I really respect used this exact same couplet. And I liked it in the context of the song and uh i was being an asshole so i think that was like a growing moment for me you dm'd her that <laughs> no i i saw her in person oh good. i've never digitally communicated with her <laughs> but um yeah that uh but save me for myself i think is uh irredeemable is that the word you use irredeemable. yeah <laughs> until i hear it in a elliot smith song <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that can change your mind yeah the prophet Elliot Smith. You, one thing that I did like about it is um, there's the second verse, I think around what one minute is. Um, are you familiar with the song Inside Out by Spoon? Nope. No. Mm, was that both no's? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Two, two yeses to the two no's. <laughs> well, it sounds like that's a song that I like that I think is actually quite popular and pretty cool. Um, and he sings in a way that is reminds me so much of it. And I wondered if he was trying to summon some of that, some of some other good music into it. Um, although I don't know when energy. when both of those <laughs> were made. It's possible that one preceded the other. Hmm. It might have been released on the same day. Wait, just the style of singing makes you think of it? Yeah, it's just he uses like a little bit of kind of inflection that he doesn't usually Gerard way that is in this oh. song and in this one verse, the second verse there. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, kind of reminds me of inside out, which is very cool. Um, also I, inside this song, out the movie. Mm, duh song. <laughs> oh, huh. <laughs> uh, also worth noting that at exactly two minutes, the bridge hits on both this song and the next song. Whoa. Numerology. Oh, wow. It's meaningful. Yeah, yeah Q and on keeps showing up. <laughs> <laughs> We're Q and on truthers. Yeah. Does uh, anybody know enough about Joy Division to understand why Boy Division is the name of the song? Is a joke. Um, I mean, I do not. I, I don't. I I know where the name Joy Division comes from. It was it was the name of one of those like forced prostitution groups, kind of like the uh, uh, Comfort Women. I think uh, was the okay. was the name in uh, in like the Japanese Imperial like army during World War II. I think Joy Division might have been the German equivalent. So, uh, Genius Lyric says the title is a play on British band Joy Division tying emo from 2013 to post punk from the early uh, from the 80s. I guess because like uh, maybe you could speak to this, Dustin. Uh, Gerard and MCR in general seem to have. They feel some kind of way about uh, oh, good one, emo. Nice. That ruled. That I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> uh, they don't like the the term emo. Mm. What do you, do you think that their music is emo? A hundred percent. I mean, it has to be. That's. Yeah. I actually don't know if I knew that they that they're not <laughs> that they're claiming they're not part of that. Uh, seems a little silly to me. Um, yeah, they they like issue it uh, aggressively. 
all the time. Even though if you look up emo on Wikipedia, their name is like in the short list of band examples. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everything I understand about Gerard Way's sort of movement into the band and what he was trying to do with it just makes it seem emo to me. Here's a piece of uh, lore that you didn't bring up. This is one thing that I thought was important. Tell me oh. if you did bring this up and I somehow missed it, but it's, mm-hmm. for me, a very essential part of their lore. Supposedly, um, and I believe I found this out on, I think there was like some videos, like an hour-long almost documentary on Three Cheers um, with a lot of interviews from, from the uh, band members. And at one point, Gerard Way was telling a story about how the band came about because he was living in New York City, in Manhattan, on 9-11. And he supposedly was walking around and saw the plane hit the Twin Towers. And he was like working at a grocery store or something at the time. And when it happened, it was obviously very dramatic. But I think that his claim was that when that happened, he realized he needed to do the thing he needed to do, like as an artist in his life. And that that was like this significant, crazy, dramatic event that forced him oh. to realize, I need to make a band and do this thing. Um, so that's kind of interesting, I think. Oh, uh, I, that sounds familiar. So I might have uh, read that, regardless of whether we brought it up on the show or not. But everything what about you, that spells out emo in a way. Right. What Planes, do you think the, buildings. What, what do you think the best artistic response to 9-11 is? My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the video game Army of Two, which my old roommate Sam used to play. And in the beginning, uh, the the scene setting for for the game, uh, it's nine eleven, and then you and then you play the game. Oh, I was going to say the second Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Let's move on. We got 10 songs and it's one of the shortest, uh, you know, quote, heavy air quotes albums that we've ever talked about. And yep. I can't even imagine talking about all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So <clears throat> this one's called tomorrow's money. Cameron, were all MCR lyrics this bad and I just forgot how bad they are? Or <laughs> is this just like even bad for their standards? Uh, I think, the, I, I feel like I kind of, I mean, I feel like some of this is kind of corny, but I feel like I kind of get what they're singing about. Really? Something. I feel like this is completely in, just insane ramblings. Like the first verse I could sort of see, you fell in love with a vampire, you want to get it for free, then say hello to the f- brush fire baby, you got to take it from me, I'm going to take it from you. Say hello to the good times and say hello to the sun. They're sitting back on an empire while the world lays back, puts a kid behind the gun. I sort of understand okay, some of that. garbage. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the part that doesn't make any sense. Oh well, it's got the vampire and the sun and stuff. I don't know. Okay. There's there's a connection between two stanzas, which is more than I can say for the rest of the song. I thought there that, are... um, the chorus. If we crash this time, they got machines to keep us alive. When the mixtape plays, choke down the words with no meaning. I thought that was just about like having a band, being part of the industry and being forced to sort of like make content, even when your inspiration's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped bleeding three years ago while you keep screaming for a revolution. Um, 
me and my surgeons and my street walking friends, we got into heroes because our heroes are dead. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I can explain that, but I feel like what he's talking about is, yeah, just like uh, lacking inspiration for making art. And when there's still a, uh, like a following and, and a demand for it, um, Okay, got it with the disease. We're gonna give it to you. I don't know. Yeah, coronavirus right. sighting. Yeah, mm. you're dressing up like a virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all there. It does seem to me it's about kind of being washed up and maybe having lost inspiration to a degree. What you were saying, Cameron? I think that 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 seems like a theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess like this bridge doesn't make a lot of sense. You fell in love with the empire. Tops off. For the empire say hello to the brush fire the microphone's got a tap wire yeah i feel like that's are all of these songs just about being famous and being in a band <sighs> are all these just navel gazy songs about being famous in a famous yeah, band we've, we've been talking about this lately but you know eminem just so much of his work was just about his own image and it really requires you to be invested in the image of the artist in order to like in order to care about those songs that are, it's just a a recursive loop of um, boring emo (laughs) vibes. And uh, yeah, like I feel like there's a way to talk about, uh, talk about something else. You could have that be the, the setting for an actual theme, but I feel like as its own theme, that's like pretty uh, boring. Mm -hmm. and uh, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. But he's, there's still all these shadows of kind of, you know, feeling overlooked and a lot of the darkness is still kind of there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. Uh, do you want to hear my alternative title for this one? Oh, yes, yes please. please. Uh, Rebel who forgot about having a cause. <laughs> there it is. How are you uh, getting getting so much better titles than the actual titles? <laughs> it's what I do. It is true. Yeah. I mean, I thought Boy Division was kind of fun, but it had no bearing on the song at all and mm-hmm. made no sense. But it was a fun. I mean, I actually think pun. that Tomorrow's Money is a decent title that kind of helps inform the song, kind of. But huh. the song, I don't think, is very good. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, let's move well, on. I just want to draw attention to a, uh, a genius um, commenter called Weed, in all caps, who writes 19 days ago. They say, this song actually predicted late 2019, early 2020. Yikes, we really do be living in the, quote, danger days. <laughs> oh, well, no. you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Gerard Way knew it was coming. Yeah. Shit. All right, you want to talk about the ambience? Yeah. <laughs> in all caps? I do. Ambience. Is this a song about not being emo? An emo song about not being emo? Because we are not afraid and we are not ashamed. <laughs> yeah, and, and we and we are not the same. I like that the the opening sentence of the um, genius uh, like uh, summary of the song is: "This is a song about being in my chemical romance." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what these all are. <laughs> oh shit! 
Uh, you don't know a thing about this life, and we are up for everything it takes to prove we're not the same as them, and we will wear our masks again out after dark because we are up for everything it takes, and we are not the same. And then the chorus is, and if you save my life, I'll be the one who drives you home tonight, and if I ever let you down, I'll be the one who drives you home tonight. It's kind of an odd transactional relationship for a ambulance driver. It's like, well, I can yeah. drive you to the hospital, but first you got to save my life. Uh, you ever take an ambulance ride and um, you try to take a nap and the ambulance driver is like, don't sleep. I'll fall asleep. You got to stay up. You got to keep me company. <laughs> yeah. Taking shifts. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to listen to your podcast. I want to listen to my podcast. I'll fall asleep if we listen to your podcast. Oh, you're usually playing a podcast aloud when you're in the ambulance. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um ambulance it took a really long time for my son to learn how to pronounce ambulance i haven't heard him try recently ambulance <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i have a hot take on this one yeah, please okay here's the alternate title halloween getting candy uh-huh. okay <laughs> and there's we got wearing masks after dark Okay. Uh huh. Later yeah. on, he says, "Take every piece as you walk by." Oh, the candy, uh, candy piece. Yeah. We are not the same. We're wearing different costumes. Hmm. A lot of driving around. Uh huh. They're uh, you're not about, not being afraid because you're the. What about you? Don't know a thing about this life. Huh. The trick or treat life. <laughs> I have that tattooed on my belly above my navel in sort of an old English font. Trick or treat life. Yeah. Trick or treat life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I think they should have deleted the chorus. I think they should have deleted the song. <laughs> One button is all it would take. <laughs> it's driving you down. It's driving you down. And it's driving you down. It's driving you down. It's driving you down because it's driving you down. It's driving you, driving you down. The causation is interesting there. Yeah. <laughs> I like the and and uh, because it's driving you. It's driving you down and it's driving you down and it's driving you down because it's driving you down. Uh, should we talk about the song Gun, a song for the troops? Gun period. Gun period. Yeah. Gerard Way tweeted, Gun was written after meeting many of the men and women who were wounded in Afghanistan at VA hospitals. Very brave people. That's like a, a Trump tweet. <laughs> yes, I was about to say. <laughs> brave people on both sides. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming he's, yeah, he's talking about uh, American troops who were wounded, not um, uh, Afghani civilians. Mm-hmm. But he also, it's also like a weird, like second amendment screed at times. Um, as soon as I get my gun. Well, he says, it's just the kind of place we run because the government, because the government wants your gun, wants your gun. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't tell if this is supposed to be like an American idiot style. Like it's, it seems baldly ironic, 
but I can't tell if it is. And it, mm, it's, it's, uh, it's sort what of is a that? Pose, pose law. law? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Can you shed some light on this, Dustin? Do you can you tell what level of irony or non-irony they're working on? Well, we could get somebody else, but we want someone like you. Yeah, um, the uniform isn't sewn. I I do think it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, it, I'm rethinking my interpretation because I was thinking uh, my alternative title was "Guy Starts a New Office Job." Oh no, that's yikes! That's dark. As soon as I <laughs> get my word, gun. Uh, well, the word "gun" is in there 38 times, and I was thinking um, hmm. that actually, if you just replace the word "gun" with something else, stapler. Uh, maybe we could, well, I had HDMI cable, oh, Thunderbolt yeah. adapter, maybe uh-huh. wireless keyboard or options, uh-huh. um, and that Tape might dispenser. change the interpretation. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but boy, yeah, they're really, really hitting it hard with with the word "gun." Um, cover art is a knife, of course. Of course. <laughs> huh. So wait, this is a this is a, a this would have been number two, and the first song would have been ambulance, and this the second song is gun, and the cover art is a knife. Uh, so. This band is. <laughs> i'm sorry i brought this up you you could make the argument that it's like ironic or something but to what end to what end mm, they're teaching me to kill who's teaching me to love see i think that he always That's a good wants question. It really, it really to makes teach you him think. something yeah it really makes you think though doesn't it you know Hmm. hmm let's just everyone just sit here and think think for a minute about i'm how... thinking about something else already oh, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's many things to think about here a heckle for a pistol is a lot of fun hmm yeah i'm ponder that for a minute what do you think well about what should we, should we move on to number three the, uh, the number three this is number five. Oh, you mean of uh, the no. eps Yes, it's the one that has the submachine gun on it. Yeah, it could have gun could have been on this one, but it wasn't. Uh, this song is called "The World Is Ugly." The, the, the world the world is ugly but you're beautiful to me well are you thinking of me now pretty pretty needy pretty thirsty yeah this is seems to be sort of a pandering song like our fans are like a bunch of misfits and we're the only ones who actually understand how fucked up the world is which makes us beautiful and mm. it's us against the world preach for it. every uh, uh, for every one of us, there's an army of them, but you'll never fight alone. Cause I wanted you to know the world is ugly, but you're beautiful to me. Uh, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's just sort of like an abusive relationship. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm the only one know. who understands you. You can never leave me. Yeah. I think the music is the most like um, Black Parade, though. Very kind of anthemic. I think the the voice, or yeah, I think the melody is actually very nice. I, I enjoyed listening to the song the most of all of these, I would say. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this song, 
So we're all in agreement on that point. Yeah. I think this was the most boring one to me. (laughs) Fight, 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 fight. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. uh, (laughs) Boring's not bad. (laughs) I agree agree that the melody, there is something to the melody. Yeah, it it actually is a singable melody uh, that they wrote. It's possible to sing it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've tried. I couldn't quite do it, but I think someone could. Yeah. Yeah. The... The lyrics are, are are difficult for me. My alternative title is uh, to be somebody besides me or you is to be an ugly person. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just sort of a hierarchy of, of hotness. Mm, sort of the original Facebook, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Hot, Hotternod.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I will say the, verse, the verses... Um, are kind of unusual. They're sort of unusually constructed and kind of flowing. They don't do like repeating two, four, four riffs. It actually is a little bit weird listening to it. And I liked that a lot. Did you Ooh. notice that? Weirdness? No. Hmm. Hmm. Is it possible to play it? Uh, I can. I, do we have I the might technology be able to for that? I might yeah. be able to do that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think I was looking at the genius lyrics and assuming that, you know, there were quatrains, but you know, because they're on the genius lyrics, they're broken up into groups of four lines, but that's not actually how they lay out in the form. That you're right. That is that is interesting. Hmm. That's not bad, huh? That's not bad. It could that, be worse. That is that is not a cookie cutter uh, fo- uh, uh, phrasing. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no rhymes. Mm-hmm. That's another piece of it. It feels much more kind of linear, almost, which is not something they do very much. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, paragraph shaped. Okay, I, I I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I can I can tolerate it maybe. See this this is why we needed you uh, <laughs> a year ago or whenever we did this. Yeah, we needed Dustin here to answer for MCR's crimes. Yeah, this podcast is a mess without me. It really is. <laughs> it's almost like you should have been here from the start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what could have been? Hmm. All right. Uh, do you want to just move on to the next one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah finally. Oh God. I wouldn't have been so excited if I remembered what this song was. <laughs> oh God. God, it's so fucking saccharine. Ugh. Oh, this, this is a song about mor- mortality. Uh, uh, if I could be with you tonight, bands. I would sing you to sleep. Never let them take the light behind your eyes. One day I'll lose this fight as we fade in the dark. Just remember you will always burn as bright and I'll follow you into the dark, etc. I always wondered what was behind your eyes, Nathan. 
Oh, uh, it's light. That's what it is. It's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely not murderous rage or uh, contempt of everyone who's not me. It's definitely light. That pleases me. Yeah, that's good. Uh, be strong and hold my hand. Time, it comes for us. You'll understand. Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! How can you fucking write that with a fucking straight face? God damn it! It's so patronizing. This is, <laughs> this is a song. Have you ever seen a, a a concert like this where kind of a rock band and then the ballad comes along and then the lead singer kind of slowly goes and picks up an acoustic guitar, especially if he's only been singing up to that point, and he says, "You guys mind if I play the guitar a little bit?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that move. It's a it's a real good move. Uh, uh, did I tell you? Did I tell you all that I, my first like big concert that I ever went to was uh, Good Charlotte and MXPX and Newfound Glory. Oh boy, it's a real big names. Uh, yeah, it's a real rogues it gallery. The, it was at the the Rose Garden, I believe, mm-hmm. or maybe maybe it's at the other one, which is now the Moda Center. Gross. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah there was there was a moment i believe in good charlotte's set where they they wanted to talk about uh teen suicide and it was like a very special moment and they were like the you know it was essentially it was kind of like this song it's just like hold on and it'll it'll all be right and it was it'll all be all right and don't kill yourself Mm. the song uh yeah um Kind of reminded me of this. It's just like I, I guess this is probably pretty meaningful to to somebody who needs it to be, but to anyone else, it's sort of like an unearned in- intimacy. Hmm. Yeah. How dare he talk about the light behind my eyes? He doesn't even know yeah. me. We've never even met. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty hurtful song sonically for me. <laughs> uh, do you have an alternate title for this one? Uh, yeah, this it's. Uh, I just remembered something. My friends, whatever <laughs> happened to them? <laughs> uh huh. Oh my god! All right, let's talk about Kiss the Ring. Will do. Gerard Way tweeted about this song on April 1st, 2013 at 9.53 a.m. Kiss the fucking ring, ellipses. Another song about being in the band. Makes me think... Oh, interesting. Armies of Hell, Agents. What? What? Hang on, what? (laughs) That's the the tweet. (laughs) Makes me think of Satan, Uh Armies of Hell, Uh Agents, Uh L.A. Huh. Like insurance agents? Mm-hmm. No, I'm assuming uh, industry. Like secret this agents? Gerard Way said this? Yeah, Gerard Way said this. Oh, boy. Where, just where exactly does he get off saying shit like that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I get off on Twitter sometimes, too. He takes some shots at business people. Again. Oh, God. This is, song is so fucking hard to understand what it's about. We kill the girls to get paid and put the whole damn room on the edge of the blade. You'll get far, stay clean, and if the world stops believing, I'll keep believing that the world could make a change. 
All I know is I won't stop believing. And put the suicide dolls as the last ones to mate. All I know is I won't stop believing. Come hard, stay clean. You're the next one if you you're the next you're the next if you don't stop your creeping and singing songs to the damn now. You're the next if you. If you mm, and I can hear your voice trembling as you read those words. Oh, <laughs> they're just drenched with so much meaning. Uh what the f- this was the hardest one to listen to for me. It's not. Is it good. because of the uh, the triplet swing uh, faux blues, <laughs> like mm-hmm. to, just sort of a white sassiness, <laughs> <laughs> like Jack White? You mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> rock, rock and roll music. Mm. It did sound like there is a bridge that sounds so much like an old Queens of the Stone Age song, uh, where it goes down to just the bass. And it's like a little bit cool. And I actually was like, oh, I hope it turns into that song instead. (laughs) 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 What if they just do a smash cut to a Queen's of the Stone Age cover? (laughs) Fair use. (laughs) Yeah. um, Uh, He he does say at the end, uh it doesn't matter if the words don't mean a thing. I mean, I believe that he believes that for sure. (laughs) Clearly. uh, That's a sincere line. He's been showing us that all this time. Yeah, now he's telling us that. (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. um, Only three more songs to go, boys. We can do it. I'm already just as tired as we were at the end of our MCR season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is it is it just that bad, or is it just like is it is it um, uh, repressed memories coming flooding back to us? Like how how is it so bad for us now? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, did you did you give a alternate title for this, Dustin? Uh, yeah, it's businessmen wear suits, but I don't even have a suit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really are breathing some life into this like yeah. last little bit of content that we can. <laughs> that we can squeeze out of MCR. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it feels like re- kind of recycled things from, from their catalog earlier. That's maybe an issue. Yeah. I think it, they kind of might be like B sides more than anything. This might not actually really have been a actual album. Well, and putting it out in two song segments does kind of support that just from the amount of time I've spent being a musician, that just kind of feels like what it would be where maybe their, their recording companies like we got to put, I know you can't put a whole album out by right now, but you got to have like remnants of something just to squeeze out two at a time. It feels like a little bit of that maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, squeeze out two at a time. Oh boy. I wasn't going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> Do not touch that. <laughs> it's not sanitary all right you want to you you boys want to make room with four exclamation marks (laughs) i counted them here we go let's make room
So Gerard Way tweeted about this. Ha 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 ha. Huh. Make room. Man, I was really pissed about being famous. What a great song, though. <laughs> Wait. So <you're... laughs> CW should have sounded like the Stooges. Huh. So wait, you're you're saying that this is a song about what it's like to be in My Chemical Romance and what it's like to be in a famous band? It's pretty meta, don't you think? It's it's yeah. an interesting subject for a song. Um it's kind of surprising they haven't covered that before in any of their <laughs> any of their oeuvre. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough of these 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 characters and these like rich uh uh, these rich War. um yeah like just tell us about you yeah enough with the world building we want to hear about gerard way yeah. can i point to one thing that i thought was the best the best like two seconds of the whole album in this yeah. song mm-hmm. yeah i think it starts at 50 seconds oh uh, and there's a little a little la 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 trill they do that we should listen to that if we oh. can okay great. okay i will pull it up it's very um fun on purpose yeah (laughs) feels very kind of hang in the air and sort of drops it's very fun yeah i like well another thing i liked about it is it felt a little bit um off the metronome slightly which i don't think they have Mm. they stopped kind of doing anything sounding raw really after three cheers and i was missing that but that felt like a little a little bit of a kickback to that and i appreciated that Hmm. Kick back to time with no click track. Mm, mm-hmm. That's your alternate title for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your alternate title, Dustin? I thought you'd never ask. It's um, I've seen a bunch of movies, including ones about zombos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I, you gotta love the opening verse here. Make room, make room. Down on the coffin, there's a coffin or two. Huh. Yeah, you don't say. Uh, dead <laughs> chic, so cool. The cannibals are starving when they're looking at you. Who's you? Is that me? Because I don't think I'm anywhere near that skinny enough. I'm getting to be a bit of a chonker in this in the quarantine life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, God. Um, <laughs> the, he says drag star. So cool. Why yeah, does that mean say drag star, drag racing, or drag queens, or is it drag queens doing drag racing? I don't know. It seems like there's, like there's supposed to be some sort of kind of queerness, queer coding to Gerard Way, um, but I've always been so uh, so underwhelmed by it. He um, is mm. it uncharitable to seem he's to say that he seems kind of like a straight man who's just co opting some of that stuff? I don't know. He just, he does talk about guns a lot. That does seem like pretty straight. <laughs> <laughs> he does really like guns and violence. Yeah. Uh, Which I mean it's 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 ironic considering how homoerotic and like penile a gun is. How it's such a phallic symbol, but maybe it's just the repression, you know. Uh sh- straight culture is very homoerotic. I don't that, know what to say. Yeah, I don't know why I, I brought that <laughs> up. It definitely is. It's yeah. so homoerotic, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
All right, let's let's talk about Surrender of the Night. There's this is probably the only musically sort of like interesting thing that occurred like that I noticed in this entire uh, mm. debacle, which is numbers one through five, Conventional Weapons by My Chemical Romance. Is, is the musically interesting thing uh, when Gerard Way pronounces you surrender your heart as you surrender your hort? Is that the musically <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting thing? <laughs> it caught me by surprise, yes. Yeah, yeah it was very unexpected, that's for sure. It reminds me of... Uh, I, I was... I was trying to figure out who else we've covered to figure out like what we do for this cleanser episode. And I came across the, uh, the episode um, where we cover one of the Garth Brooks Christmas albums. Oh where boy. He sings and be of good chair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got to invest in some good furniture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tis the reason for the season furniture. No, there, there's a moment where they just do a chord that that you don't think is going to be the chord that they do, but they do this one instead. Let's listen it's, to uh, it. They think that, you think they're going to go to the minor one and they go to the major one instead. Mm. And it actually surprised me. Here so. we go. Here comes. solo as well that little moment so mm. i was like oh I th- that's actually kind of nice that's like a fun it's almost like a tenacious d kind of moment ah like, yeah it's like very uh, theatrical um yeah so i don't know i i was kind of into that but the rest of the song was uh underwhelming mm. mm-hmm. do you want to play a game with this song oh i'd love yeah. to called name all the metaphors oh no <laughs> uh a car, a car for a car, being on a in a car accident is like a relationship. Um, everyone's uh, a passenger tonight. Just another accidental on the freeway of life. So that's one metaphor. An accidental. Yeah, that's not really what that. The word means. accidental is a metaphor for the word accident. Yes, <laughs> that was a trick question. You got it, Kevin. Very good. Keep going. Uh, Driving on and on and on is a metaphor for. Um, uh, how this album seems uh, endless even though it's the shortest yes. album we've covered <laughs> yeah. um you surrender your heart i surrender every dream every weapon you've got every secret that I, so the weapons could be a metaphor maybe i don't know uh just another surgery tonight well if you ampute- amputate the loneliness anesthesia mm-hmm. dims the lights there's like four or five metaphors in there yeah. To dream on and, on and on and on. My chemical romance. My professional romance. Yeah. Um, I'll watch you in your sleep. Is is a metaphor for um, stalking. Literally watching them and abuse <laughs> fans for, yeah. for being a vampire. Uh-huh. Uh, tonight belongs to me. Now that's a metaphor uh, for um, grandiosity and uh, megalomania. 
Yeah, I don't uh, know if there's anything but metaphors, I guess, is my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. D- Dustin, hold up a sec. Check out the lyrics to the bridge. Sparks against the railing, distant phantoms wailing, through the windshield sailing with these airbags failing. I don't think there's any metaphors in there. Is he okay? <laughs> Remember when Jaraway got in an a-, a car accident in the middle of the song? Cameron, Cameron. It's a car accidental. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> And he sailed through the windshield to uh, fly through the middle of a phantom. Yeah, and then he uh, he sued the company for the failing airbags, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, they had the funding to um, get the band back together and to buy year. the night because he says tonight belongs to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is really creepy and rapey. He says, "You can fight this all you want, but tonight belongs to me, and I'll watch you in your sleep. You can fight this all you want, but tonight." belongs to me surrender your heart uh, uh, that sucks yeah not 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 great i wouldn't say it's great mm. uh dustin do you have a, a uh, alternate title for this driving is a metaphor and so is medical procedures <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be hard to argue with that mm-hmm. uh i always like uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing in songs is when a songwriter will say uh, something like on the freeway of this life, uh, life is a highway and I want to ride it all yeah. night long. Yeah. It reminds me of um, the bridge of the flight of the Concord song. I'm not crying. Oh, uh, uh-huh. what, what is the, uh, I've just been cutting onions. Uh-huh. I'm making a lasagna for one. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I, I think I've done this exact same thing on the show before. I think so. It sounds like it. It's kind of a segment. It's the ul- yeah, it's, it's the ultimate uh, pastiche. Recurring segment. Um, I'm sitting at this table called love, staring at the irony of life. How come we've reached this fork in the road and yet it cuts like a knife? I'm not crying. Yes. <laughs> Those are comedy lyrics and they're a hundred times better than anything in this song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, all right, let's let's talk about this last song. Yes, please. Wait, did you it. give an alternate title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Everything's a metaphor for driving. Okay. I think it was. Burn bright. Yeah. Burn bright. Here we go. So the, uh, the summary on the genius says, Gerard first played the song to his friend and collaborator, Grant Morrison. He noted it's a song about my chemical romance. So some, some new territory for these boys to kind of uh, uncover in their songwriting career. Uh, what if we, what, guys, what if we wrote a song about what it is to write a song and be in a band, huh? Uh, is he comparing himself to Prometheus? So we let the fire, we stole the fire. Mm. Uh, and it's burning bright. He's he's bringing he, he's bringing uh, the the miracle of emo music to us us mortals, us mere mortals. Mm. And he's being punished for it. Mm-hmm. He's got to kiss the ring. Mm-hmm. Right, all together. <laughs> so give me all you've got. I can take it. We walked alone in your city lights. Did you make it? 
We lit the fire and it's burning bright. Did you take it? Kissed all the boys in your city lights. Did you make it? Left all the stars in your city nights. Can you fake it? I lost my way in your city lights. Clutching me, we stole the fire and it's burning bright. These are extremely vague, general, like, emo lyrics. <sighs> I got a good musical point in this one, too, though, that I have marked. Oh, oh. Great. Uh-huh. uh This is an interesting point in the album where they remembered that they don't have to always play power chords. Oh, for a little moment and uh-huh. it's i think at about 245 so maybe a couple seconds back of that okay i will cue that up this is like a 90s like latin band, like yeah this is like listening to 98 degrees yeah <laughs> give me just one night una noche <laughs> Little Phil Collins in there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Well, uh, that's my Chemical Romance. That's their last that's word. The, the the fifth and final album. Yeah, I have the best alt title for this one as a capper. Yes. Ooh. We didn't start the fire, but we like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's lovely. That's good. Hmm. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, My Chemical Romance never releases another song or album ever again. Yeah. (laughs) Even though they did reunite. Um, I can't imagine. And if they do, we'll have to pay attention and make sure that we Uh, are are paying attention to the hidden meanings so that we can uh, predict the next calamity to to befall our world. We should have learned. We should have listened. Wait, you mean mean the next My Chemical Romance album is the next calamity? (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to imagine this kind of music like gaining traction and like f- it's kind of hard to imagine this would fly in these days. It feels so of its time, and maybe this is just me like growing up and not being a, a emo high schooler anymore. But it's like, are all high schoolers kind of emo? And does that mean there will always be a market for this kind of music? Discuss. I can. Yes, I mean I taught this kind of music professionally four or five years and those kids still listen to green day they still listen to my chemical romance they still listen to fallout boy uh not all of them uh but yes that is so crazy to me i cannot imagine at least the white the white ones did Mm. some of the non-white ones but the the white kids still like this music so Mm. do with that what you will it's probably classic rock now nowadays yeah (laughs) It falls into the category for me of, yeah, I agree that it's kind of a relic that's there, but will always be valuable to probably people of a certain age to some extent. Like I'm thinking of my relationship with, uh, over time with the book on the road by Jack Kerouac, ah. which was just mind blowingly fascinating to me when I read it and was like so inspiring and motivating, but returning to it a few years later, I was like, uh, kind of kid stuff. It feels like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, the thing that ruined that book for me was e- reading even one like marginalized person writing about it and how it's just a, a super long narrative of <laughs> white privilege of these like fuckheads just rampaging around the country ruining lives of people who are less fortunate than them. Mm-hmm, and that didn't bother me. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it didn't bother me the first time I read it. But as soon as I read even one article that pointed that out, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's right. Oops. <laughs> 
You don't think they're bodhisattvas? <laughs> I, I thought they were all bodhisattvas. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Mm. Well. Cool. Shall we wrap it up here then? Let, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, maybe another palate cleanser. We have also talked about um, getting into some Macklemore to contrast with our recent M&M season. Yeah. And we thought that it would be like a shorter season, but I actually found out that like there's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, and then there's also just Macklemore solo yeah. uh, work. It would so be there's like, actually probably five or six albums that we could cover. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it would be, yeah, we'd have to cover his stuff with Ryan Lewis. Cause that's like the thrift shop shit and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see because Ryan Lewis gets overlooked. It'd be interesting to see how much difference the music is with, uh, with him and not yeah that's a good point yep well thanks for listening everyone you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at topias podcast you can go on itunes and write us a review Uh, you don't even have to leave your house or apartment you can do it while under quarantine (laughs) just go to log on to www.itunes.gov and enter your username and password and uh you're off to the races <laughs> and click on all the stars give us 35 stars please uh if you want to help us keep making the show you can go to a support.boxset.website um you can also listen to cameron's other podcast which is called get up in the cool and is about uh and is lots of cool acoustic musics yeah so far all acoustic <laughs> yeah have you had any ele- yeah. electric uh, instrument on there i don't i do not think so that's great i like that yeah, um, uh, but yeah, it's all, all traditional, all traditional music, mostly old time uh, American fiddle music. Yeah, Dustin, anything you want to plug? Uh, yes, um, if you work at People's Bank, a small chain in the Northeast, I am your SEO manager. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, check out People's Bank. <laughs> That's right. This whole podcast has been leading up to this. This has all been guerrilla marketing. <laughs> oh fuck all right well until next week i've been nathan hunt and i've got a strategic reserve of sadness uh i've been cameron dewitt and i've got big spoon energy and i am dustin junkard and i will amputate your loneliness (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite thing that you do i remember when you used to do that i'm glad you're getting back into that (laughs) oh shit Where's the other guy? Uh, he promised there'd be someone else. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't work here. I don't like this. Ugh, just you? Oh, I feel like I got nothing to say to you. Shit. It's just over. Oh, fuck. Um, so, how's sports? <sighs> Not happening. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Oh. <laughs>